Um, on my suspect list, I've still got his cellmate, even though the cellmate was removed. You know, the the, the cop who killed all those guys in the drug deal gone bad cop. Yeah, you can just go there. back in, though. So right there, you've yeah. got a bridge between law enforcement and organized crime. And that bridge could easily have been utilized by the cabal that wanted to get Epstein eliminated. So yeah, that's it's, it's a very excellent point, you know, that, that, that organized crime could have been been involved. All right, let's. I'll go back to what what um, Eric. You had Patrick Ho in the same prison too, <clears throat> who was laundering money to Africa. Excuse me. Uh, in Chad, Uganda, for bribes, and Epstein and Maxwell briefly bragged about how what that they done that. <clears throat> Man, I'm getting something in my chest. Sorry. Have a a drink of water while I um, broadcast what Weinstein. Sure. Weinstein, Weinstein. So it's next. Now, we have not recorded the no comments or we don't discuss sources and methods. That's typical in these stories where you should be able to say, can I at least get a statement that we would never condone activities to be used for intelligence gathering purposes? All right. The next question. Jeffrey Epstein was supposed to be a hedge fund manager of some kind, and he had extensive offices at a place called Villard House, the former uh, Helmsley Palace. This trophy building is a place that I myself dropped off materials for Jeffrey Epstein to review in connection to a hedge fund matter. What I want to know is, where are the trading records from Villard House? It would be almost impossible to go back in time and fake trading records for a billion dollar plus hedge fund and yet nobody seems to have ever recorded uh, a trade with jeffrey epstein we don't know where he did prime brokerage there are no financial records that explain his fortune what do you say to that it's because jeffrey epstein was a cutout he wasn't really a hedge fund manager as like i said earlier that was to explain his renowned income but really he was uh he had financial sponsors for the mega group and he yeah he did try and engage in some ponzi schemes here and there but you're not going to find trading records in the large house because i don't think they exist but okay. it, he's right like why why hasn't that question why hasn't someone said hey why don't you go look there <laughs> if there's nothing there boy you got a lot more questions to answer then don't you but it's like that never happened just like why didn't they arrest gesling maxwell right away why didn't why didn't they investigate all the properties right away and the reason is because anytime Israeli intelligence is involved in a crime, the American government's not interested in figuring out who did it. They already know. Okay, let's keep going with this then. Are those publicly available or should those be publicly available? I don't even care about that. Where are the records? If, if there are no records, I mean, presumably this person paid taxes. Presumably this person had to make SEC filings. I don't know. But the key issue is, I don't think there was a hedge fund. When I met Jeffrey Epstein, uh, which might have been something like 2002, before he was uh, charged with sex crime violations in Florida, um, I did not believe that Jeffrey Epstein was a hedge fund manager. And I, in fact, called my uh, wife at the time and I said, this man appears to be a construct. And she said, what do you mean by a construct? And I said, it's like they've hired an actor to play a hedge fund manager. But this person didn't behave like uh, the super rich normally behave. He didn't behave like a hedge fund manager behaved. He didn't have any of the substance that you would normally associate with people of that class. I'm not saying he wasn't smart, but he was glib. And he lived 
essentially like he was Gatsby. I only met him once. Uh, it was probably for about an hour or so. Um, but he was an absolutely terrifying person to encounter. It would be surprising to me if I was alone in that I immediately had the suspicion that I was looking at somebody who had been constructed rather than something that had organically arisen within the financial community. Further questions that need to be asked. Where was Ghislaine Maxwell's passport last cited? Assume that she has one or more passports and assume that governments record when passports go through a border point. Okay. We should at least be able to ascertain where was the last point where her passports, or at least one of her passports, were officially seen. I don't know of anybody asking this question. Can we not call up Interpol? Is there no sense in which we can guess where she was last located? Where, what was the last social event in which she was recorded? We don't seem to know anything about this person. Why are we not talking to Les Wexner? I don't okay, before Wexner then, um, the, the, the passports and where she was last seen. Right. It's a very simple question. Where is her entry port, right? Where is her port of entry? The last one that we know of, and of course she can, she's got multiple passports and under names, you know, go wherever, is from the UK to the US. She was last seen in the US. And she does have a tax record, at least for her Terramar uh, Oceans charity. I have her tax record from 2017-18, which was uh, out of America. And she was living in Boston. She'd found a new sugar daddy, um, or maybe an additional sugar daddy, you could say. And that's the last place we knew where she was. Now, I think she's still in the U.S., even though I know she could flee to Israel, and they would they would definitely harbor her there. But if she went to Israel, she would have very little freedom. Excuse me. Freedom of, ocean, of movement. And the U.S. is a very big place to hide, and she knows a lot of people, a lot of connections, has a lot of cash. Um, but we don't really know. That's just the last place. But what the government has the power to do excuse me <laughs> is simply ask where was her last time she officially used her the passport with her name on it and that wasn't done so Ari ben Manashi, i think speculated that she would be in israel do you discount that if she went to israel they would i mean she'd be under house arrest because they wouldn't they would they don't trust her and she's not useful anymore her best bet is to uh, to stay low in the United States, but she could be in Israel. But um, based on the evidence, where her taxes, where where her money is, and where more of her contacts are, and where her sugar daddies are, uh, we're all up in the northeast part of the United States. Maria Farmer speculated that she's here in the UK. Do you discount that? That would be my second guess. I would put the U.S., U.K., Israel, and then. And then she had family in France and so on, but she's not going to go to the obvious places. And I, going back to the UK would be dumb. Um, she's got, we know where her properties are and that she's most recognized there. It's much smaller than the United States. So if I'm her and I thought about this, like, where would I go? Where's your, the hardest place to find you? Well, the United States, because she's limited by languages she speaks, right? Like she can't just go wherever. Right. And so she's probably, uh, you know, just French and English is all she's got, really. So she doesn't want to live in Israel. That's why she didn't live in Israel. Uh, she's always been fond of the UK and the US. She's a socialite. Remember, she's a spoiled brat. Um, so she could have retreated back there. Um, but she was in the US when Epstein got arrested. 
when when they decided to split. So um, we, it, it's a moot point, really. We don't really know. We're, we're all speculating at this point. That one makes the most sense to me. But, you know, Jean-Luc went off to Brazil, or at least we, that's where he was last located, right? Because he used a cell phone down there. It is interesting, though, that Ghislaine used a fake, uh, or um, not faked, but faked in the sense of the timeline, photos of her at In-N-Out uh, on the West Coast. I think In-N-Out was a euphemism for something else in the particular book. Should that whole thing... That was uh, that was all distraction because it was disseminated widely and quickly, and so that's exactly where she wasn't. Where she was actually last physically seen was in Boston, and she had a sugar daddy there, and that's the last time they saw her. Uh, so that lady is probably you know grown out her hair and wearing a wig and changed her appearance and has plenty of cash, and they're not even looking for her. So it's, it's sad to say. Have you got the UK as number two because of the Maxwell's history here? Because of her history there. And then I don't think she went to her family in France because the French police actually are looking for her. So don't go there. Um, but, you know, I mean, that's where, like, um, Roman Polanski fled to and they didn't extradite him back. And who which Dershowitz was a lawyer for. Uh, he raped a little boy. Um, and then Dershowitz, Mr. I Kept My Underwear On, is, of course, the principal lawyer for Jeffrey Epstein, ADL Award winner, hardcore Zionist, and so on and so on. But Finding Maxwell is, you know, where is Carmen Sandiego kind of uh, game cat and mouse. It's almost impossible to find somebody with that much money and cash unless you're like the FBI or something, and they're not interested in catching her. So one of my recent guests, I can't recall whether it was Nick Bryant or Ed Opperman, said that Ghislaine had made a mistake by inserting herself into the lawsuit um, in the, domain, the legal domain of the island. Do you agree that she's made a mistake by inserting herself into that lawsuit? And if so, why? She made a lot of mistakes, but in her mind, it doesn't matter. She's protected little princess because she's part of Israeli intelligence and she knows they're not going to do anything. Epstein really screwed up. Uh, but Ghislaine, they're... Look, she, the witnesses that were after Epstein were after her, too. All of the people who were abused that have come out publicly have said, I don't think there's one of them that were only abused by Jeff Epstein, right? All of them have said, yes, she took part in it. She took part in orgies. She took part in abuse. And in fact, their uniform is saying she was worse. At least Epstein was outside of the abuse kind of nice to them a little bit, where she was the one they were afraid would, would kill them. She made death threats to people, and there are cell phone records of that. I mean, she should have been jailed, right, just on that alone. And she shouldn't the, – the sweetheart deal should have never happened. It's illegal, by the way, because if there's a federal law that you cannot make a deal where you don't even inform the victims of, of the deal, right? And they just did it anyway. So you can't do that just because you're rich. This has to involve a foreign state, and I think Eric knows that, and he knows which one it is. Okay, I'll continue with Eric. I don't understand why these people are not being interviewed or uh, deposed. We have a very strange situation. And in all of these cases, a simple declaration of no comment would be a newsworthy story. I mean, I'm hopeful. I mean, investigative journalism does take time. I'm hopeful there You've are. You've got to be kidding. I, I really, I'm going to shut you down on this. It's been over six months. 
This doesn't take that long to get a no comment from the CIA. I'm not talking about the no comment. I'm not talking about the no comment. I'm. My point was going to be, I given given the amount of interest in the Epstein story, there must be some investigative journalist working on it. I completely agree with your points about the no comments. Like that, 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 that is not of, being. I'm sorry. It's not a question of some investigative journalist. We we tripped over some enormous structure. We don't know what this structure was. It doesn't make any sense. The, the fortune that uh, I think I've seen referenced is something like $600 million. Who with $600 million would make these purchases? You know, multiple jet aircrafts, uh, private islands, um, you know, a townhouse uh, on 71st Street in Manhattan, a huge comp complex uh, in the New Mexico desert uh, property in Paris. It would appear that most of this was intended for display. I mean, in other words, the behavior patterns of Jeffrey Epstein suggest an 11-figure fortune, uh, maybe high 11-figure fortune. This person appears to be uh, somewhere in the nine figures. That's two orders of magnitude off. Now, I know that... What do you say to that? Yeah, I agree. And you, when you look at some, uh, when he talked about New Mexico, we found out after the July 30th dump that Governor Bill Richardson of New Mexico was in his black book, uh, as, as were senators. And one thing I didn't talk about last time, which is on the new map, the interactive one, it's also on the poster, was about Leon Black from Apollo Global Management. Uh, through, through an intermediary of, is this a, number letter name thing bv70 llc uh there was a transfer of 10 million dollars into gratitude america which was one of epstein's uh fronts and then on the board of directors uh with leon black for apollo global management was robert Kraft. uh so and he of course solicited prostitutes uh from sex traffic victims in florida if you remember that story a lot of perverts that are involved with Jeff Epstein, and these are billionaires. These are the eleven-figure kind of clowns, right? He's involved with Jamie Dimon and James E. Staley and the Dubins and uh, Mel Sebler. That these aren't millionaires; these are billionaires. Uh, that's his targets. So, to fraternize with this kind of crew, you have to have at least a front of that front that kind of wealth. And yeah, Eric is right. I mean, you look at it, it's two magnitudes of order off, but it's a display because he wasn't really a hedge fund manager. There's no real record or proof of any of that. So how is he able to get all these wonderful toys? And then we know uh, it's from the mega group. So that that's, I wish people knew more about the mega group, but it's a kind of an untouchable topic because it's just, it goes against political correctness to admit it. Uh, and sadly, that that makes a lot of people clam up. Very rich is very rich to many people. But, you know, as a person of much, much smaller means, I can tell you that if you hang around with people who are in this stratosphere, they behave very differently depending upon which order of magnitude they're at. And Jeffrey Epstein was at the wrong order of magnitude. He was behaving like a high 11 figure type guy, maybe with what appears to be a nine-figure fortune. Yeah, I mean, my, my, my point on this is that I don't, I don't know where the media interest is. Um, and 
it, it, and it doesn't add up that there wouldn't be media interest given that the, the huge desire for the story that you can kind of see every time you log on. Anything, any scrap is interesting to everybody. Yeah, especially given that we already know the links to someone like Prince Andrew, the British royal family. This is one of the biggest, potentially one of the biggest stories let's talk about, that has ever, has ever happened. Well, let's talk about the interview with Prince Andrew. What was that? <laughs> now, I cannot believe my ears when very intelligent people watch that interview in its entirety and then say, well, he was unprepared or uh, it was a mistake to grant that interview. I think that that's not true. I think we have no idea what that rep interview represented. I think that that interview was so bizarre. And so clearly, it was almost like he was trolling the media who was asking him questions. Was he forced to give an interview? And he decided that he would rather go down with the ship and give the world's worst interview? He could do stand-up, but he doesn't even realizing know. Realizing that he was completely trapped and that uh, his best strategy was to make fun of the entire process. <laughs> Um, by giving answers that were so implausible that no child would ever believe them. Whatever that interview was, it was one of the most remarkable pieces of footage anybody has ever seen on television, Barney. Do you think Andrew is that stupid and not that calculating? Oh my gosh, can you rewind to the part where he just goes, what was that? <laughs> was, was it, is it Billy Madison where the guy says, we are all now dumber for having heard that? <laughs> it's like, at no point did you... <laughs> But <laughs> uh, to me, the reason this is so funny, though, is Eric Weinstein's a very he's a mathematician and he's a very intelligent guy. And he has a, a hard time understanding that anyone can be that dumb, but they can be that dumb. <laughs> and I know in his world, he's like, you can't be that stupid. Any child would know you're lying. Da, 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 da. But Prince Andrew is absolutely that stupid. I know he thinks he was like a hostage victim giving signals or just, you know, trolling everybody. But he's like, yeah, basically, I'm going to get up and let everyone know I did it, but you can't do anything about it. That's, I don't think so. I think he really, he really was that stupid. He thought, oh, I'll nip this in the bud because you have to understand a prince is somebody that just grows up with yes men all around them, blowing smoke up their butt. And everybody agrees with whatever you do. And anytime you screw up, it's taken care of, you know. And he went in there thinking it would be a softball interview. And just, you know, it was like it's it was worse or at least on par with watching Joe Biden. That's how bad it was. <laughs> like he just the bit I remember, that's something Andrew said. I'm like, well, what's the bit you're claiming not to remember? You're automatically saying there's another bit. You're like, oh, we went and got pizza. I'm like, in the afternoon what'd you do at night it that interview was so terrible and you've got two explanations either he's just did it for the lulls to troll everyone or he really is that stupid and i disagree with eric on that i think prince andrew absolutely is that stupid and i think it's hard for a lot of uh, in highly intelligent people to fathom that a person an adult could be at that level but uh, I've met plenty of people like that, <laughs> unfortunately.